0: Greetings to everyone. This is the second part of the audio recording, True or False, Any Bible Will Do. We begin with Martin Luther, who was a German monk and professor of theology, who finally grasped the concept of justification by faith, as opposed to justification by money paid to the church. He wrote that every Christian who feels true repentance has a right of full remission from guilt without letters of pardon. In October 1517, he nailed a thesis about this on the door of his Catholic Church. Martin Luther sparked the beginning of the Reformation. In 1522, Martin Luther translated the New Testament into German. There were other educated and enlightened men who believed that the scriptures belonged to the people. They believed that each person should be able to hear the scriptures in their native language and to study the Bible. They also believed that Christ, not the Pope, was the head of the church, and that the body of the church was not just the clergy, but the entire congregation. But these teachings were called heresies, and many people had their land and property seized and given to the church. They were also imprisoned and put to death for preaching and writing their beliefs and for translating the Bible. John... Wyclef, an English reformer, believed that every man had the right to examine the Bible for himself. He translated an English version of the Bible in 1384. It was a translation from the Latin, not from the original language. The printing press, after all, had not been invented yet, so the Bible was not available to the common people. William Tyndale lived during the Protestant Reformation during the time of King Henry VIII. Henry VIII was the King of England, who severed all ties of the Church of England to the Roman Catholic Church because he wanted to annul his marriage to his first wife and marry Anne Boleyn. In 1534, Henry VIII declared himself head of the Church. He persecuted the Catholics, but refused to allow any changes in the doctrine of the Church. William Tyndale was one of the men who was martyred. He was imprisoned while living in Belgium, not so much for his translation of the Bible, but for his other works that refuted some of the Catholic doctrine. They strangled, then burned him. During Tyndale's time, the printing press had been invented in Germany, and one of the first books to be produced was the Bible. Miles Coverdale, by permission of King Henry VIII, translated the entire Bible, including the Apocrypha, into English on October 4, 1535. In 1537, John Rogers, using the pen name of Thomas Matthew, published the Matthews Bible. It included a concordance, a dictionary, many notes, and criticisms of the Catholic Church. King Henry VIII made a decree that the Bible be taught by the curates in English, and openly placed in every church. Rogers was another martyr. After the death of King Henry, when his daughter Mary ascended to the throne, who was a staunch Catholic, Rogers was imprisoned and burned at the stake. There were two complete Bibles in English at this time, circulated and read in the churches the Coverdale Bible, and the Matthews Bible. It was decided for consistency that it would be best to have one translation. The Great Bible was a translation made by Coverdale based on the Matthews Bible. There were two Bibles that immediately preceded the King James Version of the Bible. One was the Geneva Bible. Many Protestants fled from England in Queen Mary's fanatical reign of terror. Most of the early English translations of the Bibles were burned under Queen Mary's rule. Some of the Protestants went to Geneva, Switzerland, where they produced a new Bible, translation into English. People liked the Geneva Bible. It was small enough to handle a lot of marginal notes and interpretation of verses. The Geneva Bible was completed by the time of Queen Elizabeth I. When she reigned, it was able to be circulated in England. It was dedicated to Queen Elizabeth and was cherished by the Puritans. The Geneva Bible was also affordable by the common man. The other Bible was the Bishop's Bible that was translated by the English clergy. They did not like the Geneva Bible because they had not been involved in its translations. King James ascended to the throne after the death of Elizabeth. King James was a Protestant. He believed in the divine right of kings, that the king's right was hereditary, and that the king was responsible to God and not his subjects. He was considered the defender of the faith and head of the state church. He was against the Catholics, who believed the Pope was the head of the church. He was also against the Puritans, who believed that Christ was the head of the church. On the day that James ascended to the throne, the Puritans presented a list of grievances that they had against the Church of England. A conference was called to hear and determine the Puritans' complaints. The Puritans failed. One thing, however, was accomplished. King James agreed to do a new translation of the Bible because he did not like the Geneva Bible, full of his Puritan ideas and all of his annotations. The king appointed a committee of 54 scholars to do the translation. Specific rules were set to guide the committee. The King James Version was to be translated from the original Hebrew and Greek languages They used the other available Bibles to assist with translation. The completed translation included the Apocrypha. The committee was divided into six companies. Three companies translated the Old Testament, two companies translated the New Testament, and one company translated the Apocrypha. When any one person completed his portion of translation, it would first be reviewed by the rest of his company, and finally, the entire committee before it was accepted. there were not to place within it any notes or interpretations. The King James Version was not to have in it any man's particular religious beliefs or interpretations, but was to be a true translation. In 1611, the authorized King James Version of the Bible was printed. This Bible differed from all of the others proceeding in these following points. One, it was not the work of a single individual, but was done by a large committee. Two, it was translated directly from the original Hebrew and Greek languages and was not a translation of another translation. It was not filled with varying interpretations of the individual, but had very few reference notes. The King James Version was revised in 1613, 1629, 1638, 1653, 1657, 1762, and finally in 1769 in order to modernize spelling, punctuation, and correct printing errors. It is the 1769 Version that is known today. The King James Version of the Bible is the Bible that stood the test of time. As God's word stands, so too has stood this Bible for almost 400 years, far longer than any version before and after it. Some modern versions, rather than modernizing spelling, have attempted to change whole words to what they assume is the modern equivalence and meaning. Some of these word changes can change the meaning of the scripture. For example, I read in the newspaper how a minister, interpreted the Ten Commandments. He said that the modern word should read, you will, rather than thou shalt, which he further explained it to mean that when Christ came and changed you, that at that time you will have no other God, you will not steal or commit adultery. In other words, the commandment was not a command, it only spoke of future events. Some other versions of the Bible, like the Living Bible, actually paraphrases the scriptures which often changes the entire meaning. The Bible that has stood until these latter days when the Lord will reveal the truth again to his children is the Bible that we adhere to. We do not believe that God gave interpretation of truth to the Catholics or her Protestant daughters. We do not look to their interpretations to determine what we believe in the Bible. Therefore, Bibles that change words, sentences, and phrases we hold to be suspect and contaminated. Even their supposed biblical scholars all criticized the different versions of the Bible, holding up some as good and others as illiterate, inaccurate, and poorly translated. Though King James was not a holy man, it is obvious that the Spirit of God worked through him and through the other men who jeopardized their lives and were even modern to translate the Bible. It would take up too much time and space to examine each new version of the Bible that paraphrases it and changes words and meanings. These Bibles were written based on particular beliefs of the individuals writing them. What are modern truths and beliefs is not the same as what is actual truth and belief. For example, there is a Bible that has taken away all gender references to God. God is no longer He. Being a he is no longer politi- politically correct. There is even a Bible written in comic book form with pictures. So let us continue in the way that we have been taught and directed. If we don't understand a word, we can easily use a dictionary. If we don't understand the scripture, We must wait upon the Holy Spirit, who enlightens us and who is our teacher and our interpreter. The Bible, meaning the King James Version of the Bible, is such a standard that the things that are clear and easily understood, like the Ten Commandments, need no further translation, and the things that are obscure, like the prophecies, are left to the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. We cannot read the Bible like a common book. The Bible was written through the Spirit, and is also understood through the Spirit. May God be with you all. Amen.